my kind of toolkit that I use primarily, um, should I have to list uh, a handful, would be Twitter, WordPress, Flickr, Foursquare, Bambooza, Posturus, YouTube, Vimeo. I feel I can cover everything and audio boot, everything pretty adequately with that. But I'm looking for more backups to the platforms. Do not get comfortable. It only takes a matter of time for companies to go under because these are, I'm not saying the Google Plus will, it'd be nice if something came up that was a little bit more decentralized and open source, who knows what these new laws coming in are gonna do, not only for us being able to view the web we know and love, of course the internet will always find a way around, so I don't wanna scare you into thinking, you know, SOPA, PIPA and ACTA are gonna screw it up, but they will screw it up in some way if we let them, so we really have to start engaging with people like Firefox, with people creating open source software, decentralized, secure as much as we can, I won't read it out because my reading is bad. Um, there's some incredible tools right now. Um, Raptor VPN I found the other day, which is a free VPN service. Don't send any really, really sensitive stuff through it because I don't know who owns it. I believe it's a company in California. But it, I've now uh, integrated that into my iPhone so that I can have a VPN network and appear to be from pretty much any country so that if they do start censoring tweets that, and that affects me, I can still view them. The iPad, unbelievably, has a Tor-enabled app. It's using the open source version of Tor, the Onion router, which enables me to visit any website, any content, from any location in the world. How did that get past Apple's evil eye? I say eye like Sauron-esque. So covert browser for iPad is about 199. So we need, to be, um, we need to be listening to what people like BuddyCloud are going to be doing. Diaspora is kind of the origins of where Google Plus comes from, I believe. But if we don't start experimenting with playing with things like Identica when Twitter goes down, then we're not going to help coders to kind of be inspired and passionate about making these sites that can work without the internet. I'm talking about how to tweet without the internet using amateur radio, for example. And I've, I've got a couple of conferences where you know, I'm trying to tell people how they can make stories without the internet, because we're getting very lazy and very comfortable in our lovely, I want to like an activist now, corporately owned platforms and tools. We need to have a backup. They're beautiful and clean and crisp. They're in it for the money. Remember that. They're not ultimately in it for the story. You should be in it for the story. And if you're as passionate as I am, we need to make sure that happens no matter what. So experiment as much as you can. Um, there's um, a local guy in London has just created something called Mobots. I said, is it going to be free? I don't trust you. It's Coso, if you know. Anybody here from the BBC? He used to build all the BBC stuff. But he is enabling people creating content to share the ad revenue. You plug your Google Analytics, your Google ad code, into the platform so that when you upload photos, video, or audio into his Twitter-like timeline, whoever views it gives some money to you and him. I kind of like the idea of collaborating with the viewers. Uh, and the, sorry, users of the platform. So, um, as you can see, I'm quite passionate about this. I got told off for using the word passion yesterday because it's marketing speak. I must be the most anti-marketing marketer I know. I think that if you are dabbling, experimenting, you will never get bored of this. You'll find new tools which enable you in particular fields of what you're doing and think, yes, um, be as passionate as you can because there are so many different formulas out there. When I started as a photographer for a newspaper, a mobile journalist was the person who could be bothered to walk to the fax machine. Things are very, very different now. And um, I'd want to see more great journalists using these tools. Thank you very much for your time. If you want to look at any of the stuff, there's a link, small link there, j.mp4 slash preslinks. I'm constantly updating that. Thank you.
we're now five minutes over, but I want to take just a couple of questions from the floor. We'll allow another five minutes, John. Yeah, another five minutes, yeah. yeah. Question. So, um, two questions. Any? Yep. Question. Not a very question, but I can totally understand what you're doing, and I think it's very, very important for you as professionals to try out as many systems as possible, and also not go the simple way and just get a, get one that costs a lot of money and actually gives you a lot of security, but actually try out new things. I mean, there's openphoto.net, for example, which is now supported by Amazon as well, which would be the Flickr when Flickr goes away, because you can store your photos wherever you are, but you get the social, net, uh, social framework on top of it. So take a look at these things. And if any of you wants to do something with the web, there is a web forward incubator by Mozilla as well that we sponsor companies that actually use the web for, uh, for information gathering and for actually using it as a media. So that's, it sounds like advertising, but it's really, really important to me because I've worked with so many companies that I saw die and people put up all their great social content and out of a sudden it was gone. So make sure that you I can give you a handful. You know, I did 6,000 videos <coughs> on Seismic, for example, and then Seismic pulled the plug. If it wasn't for the fact me sending <coughs> an email for a friend that worked in the video, I would have lost, lost years of my life, and I'd invested a lot of time. 6,000 videos. You know, children growing up and all kinds of stuff, not mine. I'm not hanging on other people's kids. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> Hi there. Um, Dan White from D3. To publication with Incisive Media. It's more of a comment, but also any feedback. Um, talk about the you know, um, data and issues of getting that for mobile journalists. You know, technology coming in a few years in the case of 4G, which would be a much, much faster mobile internet service. So, you know, even all the usual technology is probably going to increase. You know, the journal is going to be easier, make it more capacity on the network, so the quality of the footage and the photos you can send back directly or upload should improve. So, it's just more of a comment, but I don't yeah, everything, everything I do depends on a connection. I recently did a job for the Do Lectures where they said to me, There's, there isn't any internet, um, but don't worry, we've got a car arranged at the end of the day and we're going to drive you to the internet. I'm thinking, you know, I just pictured these gates with the internet written on it. I actually took a, a MiFi, of which I have a number of MiFi's and my tech-enabled clothing enabled me to charge my devices whilst on the move. Um, so that's one that is unbelievably... For some reason, both SIMs have failed from 3 and Vodafone. But Vodafone are very nicely, nicely couriering me a brand new SIM. So I, you know, back up my networks where possible, but find, as soon as you find a good connection, stick with it, but make it mobile as well. And that's why you need more batteries as well. If I'm in a situation like a protest or a riot, you know, you want to be able to get your content out there. And you can't rely on the normal 3G network unless you've got multiple of. Okay, uh, any last quick questions for any of the panellists at all? Uh, no. Uh, in which case, um, we're going to wrap up. I have to say a couple of things quickly. Um, thanks very much again just to all of our panellists. Uh, <laughs> it's lunch now, so you've got an hour to go and um, <laughs> yourselves. Um,